Listen, I believe God has an assignment, a divine assignment for you tonight. He's ready. And hopefully I can articulate what he's going to do. Um, to the best of my abilities, he's going to help me out, right? Um, you know, I've been spending some good time, more than usual, which is good. I like that. And um, the Holy Spirit's just been speaking. And so I'm just going to give you a little snippet out of what the Lord spoke to me about two weeks ago. Because it was really simple. But how many know we need to be talked to simply? Jesus used to give us parables. Jesus would speak all kinds of simple ways. Even so simple that most people wouldn't understand it. Right? How many know parables are like that? He gives us examples, and then there's exploding messages inside the very simple thing that Jesus wants us to, to open up. And so he actually, how many like to hear his voice? How many want to hear him audibly like every day? Come on, that whole back row, you better start raising your hand. I'm going to come down. Just teasing, just teasing. I'm going to not stop. No, don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. You should be nervous by the end of this, but. But I just feel like the Spirit of God was speaking to me, and, and he was doing some things, like, weekly. And then I was, I was sleeping up in a cabin up in, uh, I don't know where I was. They're mixing in the two. I think it was in Bethel. And he just said, uh, dine in. Literally, it was a vision that I had right before I woke up. It was a sign. It said, dine in, 1706. Dine in, 1706. I'm like, what happened in 1706? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but there's a verse and a chapter for me in that. Okay, so I'm just going to do the best of my ability to kind of convey what I feel like the Lord's speaking to us. So how many know God spoke to Paul? And Paul said because of the abundance of revelation, he put a... <laughs> He put, a, he put something to try and humble me, right? This is Paul's version. He said he, he, he gave me something so that I would be humbled for the abundance of revelations. Today I feel like the Lord wants to open up wide revelation for every person, not just the guys up here, but every person, and, and just say to yourself, I'm going to be humble with revelation because if I'm not, God will humble you. Right? God will humble us if we're not if we don't humble ourselves. Come on, I don't want God crushing me. So I just want to be, you know, I just want to be a good steward with what God says and speaks. So how many know that dine in is like, wow, that's easy. I get that. Just come and dine. But when I, I began to look into it, I was like, wow, God, there's so many messages in here for me. It's crazy. And so God began to unfold it, and I shared it with a couple people in my house a few weeks ago. It was a Actually, that was almost three, four weeks ago. It was two weeks ago I shared it with you guys, but I had it the week before, right? Or that week. But anyway, the, the reality is the Spirit of God wants to deposit something in you tonight in the area of understanding how to dine with Him and how He wants you to eat. 
You know, God wants to feed you. The Holy Spirit wants to feed you. He wants you to dine with him every single day. He wants you to feast. And, and there's, there's just, I feel like the more I step into something that God speaks to me, even in the simplicity of this, it, God began to unfold all kinds of things. So come on, I'm going to pray right now. What we're going to do, every person in this place is going to take authority over the area around them that you're not going to get sleepy, you're not going because I know it's not me. I'm, I'm like, I don't, I'm not quiet. All right? Because it's something that wants to come in the room to put you asleep and get you to miss something. And, I've got, you know, we're going to just pray, okay? So just, just put your hand up and you're going to grab into heaven right now. Father, we thank you for an awakening on us. Lord, we're, we're awakened. We're an awakened people. We're fully awake that nothing will come and, and put slumber or, or, or blow sleepy dust in our eyes or bring us into a, an attention and something else. And our minds won't drift and wander. And we'll keep our eyes focused on you right now. And you're going to help Miles to, to speak what he needs to speak tonight. And we thank you, Father, for your goodness, your mercy, your grace on us. In Jesus' name. So what I want you to do, I want you to go to 2 Kings verse chapter 17 and verse 6. Man, I'll tell you something. Here's my, here's my dilemma. Is what I do is I've been working for 27 years or whatever, longer than that. I've been working since I was a teenager, laboring and doing crazy things. So I don't know how to wake up and not do something. Come on, I, gotta, I, I, have a, I have the Joe Costa dilemma. I don't know what to do when I wake up. I got to go do something. And it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's, I've got good work ethic. Come on, somebody. If you need good work, work ethic, just ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me. And then guess what? Just do it anyway. Because God wants to give you good work ethic. But when you're trained to do something for so long, then you wonder, God, how, how does all this work? How does the money come? Where does, where does the finances come? How are, you, how are you opening things up so that my life begins to emulate what you want in this season and, and how that looks? Because to me, I go out and I, I make money. I've had businesses. I, it's just what I do. It's easy to make money. Everyone say it's easy. It's easy to make money. Come on, somebody. I, I just want you to just, because God wants to help us to come into this mindset of everything's not about doing to get, and he wants to bring provision to us. But I, there's so many things. Listen, the Lord, literally, how this ministry, like the Lord spoke to me a word about an awakening rod in 2016, 2015, and that was in here. It was Numbers 17, verse 6. It gives a, gives a clear picture. It says, Moses spoke to the children of Israel, and it talks about all the children of Israel were told to put their rods before the presence of God. Say, put your rod before the presence of God. Put that which you have in your hand before the presence of God. And what happened was this, that the, the, that the sons of Levi, that Aaron's rod budded. Come on, a dead stick budding. Come on, God wants to make, just take whatever you have as you put it before him and let it prosper and bloom and be fruitful. Come on, Bobby. I'm telling you. And there's a reality that God wants us to understand in the kingdom. I'm talking about kingdom. I'm not talking about works. I'm not trying to do, do stuff to get stuff because the Holy Spirit wants you to live out of this place where you're free 
And listen, everyone in this place is called to work. So let's just, I want to clear the, any things flying around. I'm going to, you know, go start a GoFundMe and not work anymore. No, 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 no. No. No, that's nonsense. Really, the reality is God has to call you into a place where he's saying, listen, I'm calling you to be completely dependent. We're moving into such an amazing season. And I believe this, that the, that the Spirit of God is going to bring such provision in this hour. And I'm not even talking about resources and money. I'm talking about, we'll get to the end of it, because there's going to be an explosion of revelation and power and the hand of God on your life if you just come, on, come in alignment with what he's doing right now. And I'm telling you, this word out of 17.6 Second Kings is going to bring like, boom, it's going to blow things up. And I'm telling you, there's, there's other things that the Lord shot me out into that I didn't expect. Till the, and it happened this morning because I was just going, over, just going over my prophetic stuff, like things that the Lord was speaking to me. And I'm like, it blew up. So I'm like, okay, we're going with this. And so I just want you to see, listen, he put that rod before Aaron, and Aaron's rod was now Moses' staff. Hello. And it parted Red Seas. And it brought water from the rock. And it brought the miraculous forth. And God wants us to live in this place where everything we do, everything that thing touches, everything the presence of God touches, everything God has anointed is going to burst forth with fruit, with the water, with the wine, with the oil. That the Holy Spirit wants to touch you and bring you into this realm where you understand and know that he's with you and he's working with you. Everyone say, I'm going to work with the Spirit. You have to work with the Holy Spirit. Listen, miracles don't just happen. You work miracles. Huh? With the Spirit. The Spirit of God is given to us. If you don't have the Holy Spirit fire tonight, you get it. You get it automatically. Just, just You're going to take it. Don't leave this place without it. It's him. It's the presence of God. It's, it's, the, it's the desire of all nations burning inside of you. God wants us to live in this place in a realm that the Spirit of God begins to break forth. So I just want you to, to look at that, and then I want you to look at another thing with me real quick because it says in Matthew 17, Matthew 17, verses 5 through 8, and I'm just going to hit it quick, but it's where it says while he was speaking, it's talking about the Mount of Transfiguration. And this is all just preliminary, and then we'll get to kings and some other stuff, and then we'll blow it up, okay? God wants to blow you up tonight, Amen. all right? And if you're not in the mood for it, sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you. God wants to do it. He wants you to be filled with fresh oil tonight. He wants you to be filled with fresh fire. He wants you to be filled with the newness of life tonight. And so it says this. It says, while he was still speaking, behold... It was God speaking, right? Saying, this is my beloved son whom I'm, whom I'm well pleased. All, and Peter, John, and James were on the top of the mountain in transfiguration. And Moses and Elijah were there, right? And we, we get this picture, and it says that, that, Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. pleased. And when his disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and greatly afraid. Verse 6, greatly afraid. I just want us to be in a posture that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what everything that we do. 
you have to posture yourself low before God and before the Holy, before the Holy Spirit and be more concerned about what he says than anything else. I'm telling you right now, today's the day where we need to be so concerned about what God says over us and not what anyone else says over us. And it, that'll knock the fear of man out of you if you become if just prostrate before the Lord, just prostrate before, prostrate before the Lord, right? Sorry. And, and there's a reality that the Lord is trying to bring in his church, right? And it says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. And the disciples heard it, fell on their faces, and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, arise, don't be afraid. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. I like it when it says that, Jesus only. Because the Lord wants us to focus. Listen, he came to fulfill all that was in the law and the prophets. Moses showing us what the law is. Elijah, the prophets. I'm telling you, we're in a day where the, where the Holy Spirit's going to bring you into the fullness of understanding. There's going to be a revelatory light on you where you understand that Jesus, Jesus is the first and foremost. Not, not, and listen, the whole book reveals Jesus. You hear me? The law reveals Jesus. The prophets re reveal Jesus. But I'm telling you that God's trying to get us to a place where we see Jesus in everything. So he was transfigured. And, and Peter says this after that, right? Remember this because he says, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. This is what Peter says in regards to this encounter. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16 says, We were eyewitness of his majesty, for he received from God the Father and honor of, and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory, saying this is it's the same thing. And we heard his voice, which came from heaven, and when we were on with him on the holy mountain, we have this prophetic word confirmed. which you will do well to heed as light that shines in the darkness until the day of dawning comes and the morning star rises over your heart. Listen, the Lord wants us to take heed to the revelation of Jesus. God wants to come and be revealed in your life in a brand new way. Even tonight, even in this moment, even as I'm speaking, he wants to bring a revelatory understanding of who he is today. Listen, <laughs> I'll get this through to you guys. It'll be weeks and weeks. I'm just going to pound it. But when we are bored with God, it's not him. It's usually not the preacher. When we're bored and we become stale, this is why we have to take authority over the atmosphere around us. And I'm telling you, this is the day, this is the time when the Spirit is saying, listen, I'm calling my bride up. I'm calling the bride forth. Will you come forth? Will you step up in heavenly places? Will you see the light shining over dark places? And I am right in the, in the darkness. And I am right in the middle of the light. And the Holy Spirit's wanting there to be a fresh revelation of who he is in this hour so that we can see him move in our midst so stir yourself 
I'm telling you, every one of us, me too, me too, I'm, I'm preaching it myself tonight. I have to stir myself to hunger. I have to stir myself sometimes to passion. Sometimes, listen, I can come in here and sit right there, and, and i got to get up here and do this. I'm not tonight, but it, it, there's been other times. There's been other times when I'm just like I'm going through the motions, and I don't ever, you don't ever want to live like that where you're going through the motions with God. God has heavenly things he wants to reveal to you, and that comes through stirring it up inside of you. No, no, it's not about sitting and laying back and resting. Yes, I believe completely in rest. Come on, I love, I love the rest of God. But even in the rest, there's a stirring of the Holy Spirit. There's a hunger that you have inside that you can just sit before the Father, and the Father begins to speak to you. Listen, I, I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I set myself apart for a few days, but I'm saying this to, to be plain, that I was laying there, and before I awoke, God gave a sign, like put a sign in front of my face. Say, I want that. It's good. You should, have, you should want that. You should desire the voice of God to be just plain in front of you. And sometimes he speaks in mysteries, and we'll talk about this in a minute. Because when, when he spoke to Elijah, ready, go to 17. You can go to uh, 2 Kings. Is it 2 Kings? It was 1 Kings, sorry. No, it's 2. No, I did tell you. Where am I? Help me. I got the green tab right here. I don't know why I'm not using it. Lord Jesus, help the preacher. My main verse. Yes, it is. Okay. I got you. So it's, so here's the deal. When we, when we, I want you to just start. Elijah the Tishabite. says, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be rain, dew or rain in these years except by my word. It's by the word of the Lord, right? And then the, the word of the Lord came saying, get away from here, turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it shall be that you shall drink from the book, brook and I, have, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. And so he went and did according to what the Lord, the word of the Lord said. And for he went and stayed in the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Then jumped down. Chapter uh, to eight. What? I know. Did I? Sorry, guys. Were you in Second Kings? Sorry, she corrected. So I thought everyone was on page. First Kings. Sorry, guys. Are we going? Are we going now? That's all me. We're on verse eight. I'm reading. You guys are like, what? I'm like, everyone's looking around. I could feel y'all looking. Okay, sorry. I told you, help the preacher. It says, then after that, it said, then the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there and see I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, ready, 
I'm just going to go. Because here's the deal. He went to Zarephath, and there was, a, there was an outpouring of just God showing up. And it says that the woman was there with her son, and she said, no, I can't give you a cake. I'm going to bake a cake, and we're going to sit and die. Come on, it was a hopeless situation. But I'm telling you tonight, there's a reality that God is speaking. Ready? Elijah here, we just, I believe that Elijah had a, a seer gift. But here we see the Lord speaking by the word of the Lord. Because this is going to help us later. Because the reality is there's a, there's a nobby, there's a bubbling of God and the word of the Lord that's inside of you. Say, I want that. I want to hear the word of the Lord. I want to hear his voice. And that's good. We want that. That's actually sustainable. And that's what I'm talking about right now. God sustained the prophet. Right? It says, I'm going to bring you bread. The ravens will bring you bread and bring you meat. And really, in the Jewish Talmud, it speaks of that bread and meat comes from somewhere. And where it comes from is it comes from the king's palace. Tell me, I don't even understand that. That the reality is that these ravens would go to the to the palaces of a king and bring the bread and the meat. The bread was your daily sustenance. Remember manna. Remember Jesus, give us our daily bread. Remember all these things because God wants to feed you moment by moment and day by day, yes. But he wants to bring you meat. He wants to bring you the fullness of what he wants to say in the moment. And he wants to bring the fullness. He wants to bring you delicacies. And I'm telling you tonight that there's, a, there's a, a word that wants to be released over your life that God wants to speak, and he wants to speak about this place of even provision. Listen, I'm, it's, it's like I don't even have theology for it. Are you hearing me? Because God wants to take care of you like you don't even know. Right? It says, Jesus said, he said, you know, the, all these things, they spit, you know, the birds, they don't worry about where they're going to nest. The, the, the flowers, they don't worry about where they're going. They, they toil and spin, they're nothing, nothing, nothing. Everything, don't, let, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow's got its own stuff. But I'm going to bring provision, and I'm going to bring you daily sustenance, and I'm going to bring you delicacies from where? The king's palace, the place of the king. It's where the king dwells, and he wants to bring you meat. How many? I don't want to drink milk. I want, I want the meat of God. I want the voice of God in strong. How many want strong meat? I'm telling you, God is wanting to release. And, and the more since, even since COVID started, I was when I was locked up, and I'm thinking, God was just speaking to me again about the clarity. It keeps coming this way. I want to speak to you clearly. I want to give you the substance of heaven. I'm, we're going to overwhelm you with the presence of God. Like God is just saying there is an outpouring that's being released right now. And it's available for the people of God. It's available for all who will look and seek. And this is why I said tonight, listen, you have to be, you have to Guard your own heart. You have to make, you may, you have to position yourself that provision comes in ways you don't even understand. Listen, I can't worry. Are my stocks gonna, the stocks that I have, the little things that I have, are they gonna blow up? That'd be great, and I'm believing for that. Hello, but the reality is, what it, what if it doesn't? Come on, the ravens have to bring me something, and it's coming from the king's table. No, there's bread. There's not only daily substance that he's going to bring me from his table. And it's not just the simple things, but it's the big things. It's the, it's the stuff I can sick, stick my teeth into, the things that would actually get me almost, you know, happy. Come on, I like steak. I like a good ribeye. 
you know, the aged ones, and that'd be good. Y'all back, all you guys back there in the dark, I don't know. But here's where the Lord wants to speak to us again. It's just this, the supernatural provision. It sometimes seems like a trickle, and I say that because he was camped at the, at the brook, Kirith. <laughs> it was a place where it was like a place where it actually meant cut off. I'm going to give you two spheres here because the Lord began to speak to me about another river and about what happened at that next river because there's a place that God wants to take us. He, he wants us to live. Listen, I want to live in the place where it might be a trickle at some times because God wants to sustain you. You're understanding about the sustenance, the sustaining power of God. It's the grace of God on your life that you just, come on, God is wanting to do something incredible and you're not seeing it happen fast enough, but the Lord says this, he says, I'm here to sustain you, even in the lean time, even when there is no rain, I have provision for you. Even when you're not seeing the rivers flowing, I'm still here, I'm feeding you, I've, I've prepared for you a meal, I've prepared for you a table, even in the midst of your enemies. And listen, Elijah had a lot of enemies. But I love the fact, because here we go again, because I, I realize that, again, the prophetic and the kingly, and we were talking about this last night, uh, the prophetic and the kingly, the, the priestly and the kingly ministry, you're called as kings and priests, right? So you're, you're called to live as that king. The apostolic is supposed to rest on your life. What is that? That's the governmental. That's the god who governs. It's the Holy Spirit in your life that actually gives you the ability to cast out devils. It releases you, uh, an ability in you because the power of heaven and the, and the hand of the Lord is on your life that when you heal, when you lay your hands on the sick, they will recover. Not they might recover, they will recover. Stop. Because I have a testimony. Because <laughs> we've been praying for, for my wife's brother. And, and, the re, and he was in rough shape. And so what we found out was that there, there was just his blood count was so down, they weren't going to let him out. And he'd been locked up. It ended up, they, he's released now. Hallelujah. He's home. But I want you to see a couple things because I believe it's prayer. Yes, medicine. But, you know, I I'd also got a, a report from a, a close pastor friend of mine that said that, they just buried someone who had the same disease, 40-something years old. So I just believe that the Lord's hand just came and, and moved. Listen, remember, we had, we had the, the, the prayer cloth here for when we had the house of prayer, and then it went to the conference. It was in Brian's pocket. It was in my pocket, and then it was stuffed in my Bible, and I, we couldn't find it. Until I found it. But the reality is that the Holy Spirit touched his body. I believe that. Because the, the engrafting to his bone cells, to the, to the bone marrow, was 100%. 100%. I don't think we need to ask for better than that. 100%. So his blood count went from two, and we asked for double. 
and gave him six. So he tripled. Come on, somebody. So we just need to get savage with stuff like this because God wants to heal everyone. And I want to encourage you tonight that God is, listen, sickness can be a demon. And God wants to, he's given you authority. He just wants you to execute authority now in these times. So then I want us to just look at this because then he, we, we, I just see this again in the widow of Zarephath. He, it's just this constant thing because he moved Elijah into this place of complete dependency upon the word of the Lord. How many want to live that life? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think a bunch of hands would go up. Yeah, I, I, you know what? That's not a, For me, it's like, I'll just go work. And God's saying, no. I want you to be completely dependent upon what I'm going to do and how that looks in this hour. Because there's a reality that God's going to release. And it's, it's something that we don't even understand, that there's provision from heaven that we can't even see. You know there's provision all around you right now. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? Uh, if, it, it, it is. It's just in the air. It's a matter of whether we believe it or not. Okay, I'll give you another 17.6. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry bush, be torn up and moved into the sea. Listen, the Lord wants to give us faith to believe for something beyond what we've understood in the past. I'm telling you, I'm not, I didn't come to you to just give you a prosperity message tonight because it's not even about money. It's about everything because you're going to see right now because there's going to be a blow up of what the Lord wants to do really, really quick. So just go to Ezekiel chapter 1 because the Lord said, check out another river where you go to the river Chibar. And what's the river Chibar? It's the river of abundance. And you see two prophetic ministries here. You see Elijah, and then you see Ezekiel. And I love, listen, I, you want to go into an encounter, just start reading chapter 1. <laughs> Meditate on that tomorrow morning. We'll see if you get out of the house. Oh, I promise you, I, when, when it starts out with whirlwinds of fire, shaka <laughs> rabeke. Come on, the Lord wants us to live in this reality, and God wants to drop firebombs on you even tonight. Like right when you're sitting right there, you should get a firebomb. Take it. It's around you. Because God wants to bring a, a firestorm that we've not experienced in the past. And so I better go there to help myself. My God. But there, I just, listen. He goes to this river, and can I tell you, he has an encounter. <laughs> he, have, he has a wicked encounter, like wicked good encounter, wicked awesome, like wreck you. And what had happened was this encounter lasted for seven days. Everyone say seven days. I was stunned when I read it today. Seven days of glory, fire, come on, angels with wings and wheels within wheels. And come on, the abundance of revelation. 
And there's a baptism of revelatory power that God wants to drop on the church in this hour. I'll take, ready? I'll take the Elijah. I'll take it. Give me the word of the Lord, God. I stand before you in the word of the Lord, and I command the skies, and they, no rain for three years. Come on, that's power. Come on, that's someone that can hear the voice of the Lord. But then he comes, then we come to this, and it, the river Chavar is, is a place where there's a, there's a meeting of not just one river, but many rivers, and it, it becomes this outpouring and flow that you can't stop. It's not like a little dried up brook. And the Lord wants us to live in that. Listen, I'm telling you, he's calling us to dine in. I'm telling you, he's called us to come to the table and not only just serve him, but he serves us. Ready? We serve him. But he says, I make a table for you. I want to pour out my spirit to you. I want to bring revelation to you. I want, you to, I want to bring you understanding that you haven't seen before. And I want, I want you to open up to the things that I'm about to do. He said he was amongst the captives. Elijah, by himself, us, by ourselves, yes, but among the captives. I'm telling you, we're in a, we're in a generation that's going to be set free by the power of God. God has called us to set the captive free. He's called everyone in this room, not just me. He's called you to set the captive free. He's called you to live out of the abundance of what he's about to speak to you. And he's about to speak to your generation. And he's about to release that to you in such fire and power to, to open up the heavens and to release the power of heaven and whirlwinds of fire that changes a generation. I'm telling you now. So it says that this, this river, was, it meant abundant or, or venom. It's forceful. It's, it's passionate. It's intense. It's actually the joining forces of many flows of, of God's presence and power. It's the, it's the rivers physically coming together. But what happens when many rivers and many tributaries come together? It brings a force. And so Jesus is looking to, to move us into these encounters, right? And there's, we just see all this angelic activity. We see the, the living creatures, right? There's all this stuff. I'm not going to read through it all, but there's the, then he goes before the throne of God down around verse 26. It says that the, the likeness of the throne and the likeness and the appearance of, of a man high above it, right? And so he begins to go into this thing, and the, re and the reality is, the next two chapters, he's, he speaks to him his calling. He says, I'm calling you to preach to a people that aren't going to listen to you. A captive people <laughs> that want to just stay in captivity. They're licking their wounds. Come on, it's the day that we live in, guys. I'm telling you, the, the, the Bible, the Old Testament prophets have been speaking to me. The, the major prophets in the prophetic books have been speaking to me so clearly about the day and the age we live in right now. There's just a rebellious agenda that just wants to just destroy anything that's godly. Godly. 
That's why I said a few weeks ago, they're not after Donald Trump. They're after the church. And they're looking to crush the church. Maybe make it look like something political. That's why we got to be awake. You have to be awake. You have to be alive in this hour. Because God is looking for those. He's looking for a prophetic trumpet. He's looking for a prophetic voice. He's looking for those that will step into their call. He's looking for a, a generation that's even in the other six mountains or whatever it is that is going to just continue to, to do what they do in the media and continue to do what they do in all kinds of streams and education. They need them in the education department. Come on. I'll yield. I'm going places I didn't want to go, so I'll stop. Right? He's looking, he's looking to lead us into a full encounter. Say full encounter. Just like when he spoke the word of the Lord to Elijah, he gave him bread and meat. That's just the beginning of what he wants to do. He wants to bring us into this place of full encounter. Why? It says this. Uh, chapter 3, I'm all the way, I'm way gone, guys, way gone, right? We get, to, we get to see, we get to witness, right? He has, it's, actually, I'll go back to 28 in verse 1. It says, like the appearance of a rainbow on a cloud on a, on, a, on a rainy day was his appearance and brightness all around. This was the appearance and likeness of the glory of the Lord. And we're entering into a season where the glory of God will, 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 is manifesting in this hour and it's the glory of the Lord and it's the goodness of who he is and it's the severity of who he is in this hour that's going to draw people listen I've been reading about the Hebrides revival oh guys how many want that you don't know just don't even know raise your hands because come on somebody it's scary it's scary because the place was overtaken for like 60 years Why? They were even doing things ritually to just teach the children Bible. Come on, you had parents that weren't even saved, but because of tradition, they sowed the Word of God into people's lives, into their kids' lives. And, and they grew up with psalms and, and gospels and, and entire portions of the Bible memorized. <laughs> Come on, say, Lord Jesus, help me. I'm a, I preach all the time, and I'm like, God, help me. You listen, he, he, and what, do, what that does on the inside of someone, I don't care who you are. You can be completely lost. What that does is God calls it back. <laughs> he, he calls those things. Listen, the word of God will never return void. We know that. But the reality is it, what happened was in, in a 60-year period, and we, we have the one figure who's Duncan Campbell, who's all of a sudden a preeminent person, but he, he wrote a book to, to decline getting credit for any of the revival. He said revival never happened through Duncan Campbell. Revival was in the Hebrides before I ever showed up. Because they would just go, and they would go, and there's spontaneous meetings that would happen. Listen, you guys want real revival? I, I do. I say it. 
scared. Like, what would happen? Because that would mean this place, look, this place wouldn't be big enough. The next place wouldn't be big enough because it went from 200 to 900 to their outside. to their, they, they go from there and the meeting ends and then they go into intercession. It wasn't one preacher. It wasn't one stargazer. It wasn't one person. It was, it was a, a, a genuine move of the Holy Spirit. And, and it was notarized by the repentance, by the awe. Because we, we think it's... Uh, we think it's all the goosebumps and all, you know, I, listen, there was healing. There was people that were completely healed. Of par- they were paralyzed from the neck down. There's miracles that happened, but there was the awe and the fear of the Lord. And God's trying to snap us out of this gooey stuff to get us into the real stuff. And not that I don't believe that grace is free and grace is good and the goodness of God. I believe he's better than we ever, 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 ever thought. But the reality is that when God came into the Hebrides and he, when he came into these, these cities, he would just show up and blow up. And he didn't need, it was just the ignition switch. And for 60 years, and then they had a five-year sustained revival, it just went, went. And he went there for 10 days and he never left. I say that because God wants to drop scrolls in your life right now. It goes multiple times where it says, in, in, in this encounter, it says the strong hand of the Lord was on Ezekiel. It wasn't just his voice. It was now the strong hand of God. <laughs> God wants to drop his strong hand on your life. Listen, when we abandon everything and just go for God, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to... I'm believing that the Lord is going to release a power that we have not seen in this day because we're so hungry. It comes out of a spiritual hunger that can't be quenched. The Bible says, I pour water on those who are thirsty and blessing on, our, on their offspring. God wants to release the fire of heaven in this hour. God wants to release every bit of it, but he's always waiting for people. (sighs) You all right? Come on. I'm telling you, there's got to be this groan that comes. Listen, (laughs) I'm going to brag on the Tuesday meeting again. Listen, the Tuesday meeting we had here, I I was a mess. Liquids was not pretty. But I have to say this, that's just a, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's what, that's what he wants to, this is, listen, people would go into trances for hours and just get lost in God till 3, 4, 5 a.m. The preachers didn't know what to do with everyone. Do we stay? Do we minister? Do we leave the, you know, just leave them in the church all, all messed up? The same thing happened here in America, you know. It did in the days of Jonathan Edwards in Whitfield. It happened the same, the same thing was released. He wants to do it again. 
My prayer tonight is that God releases a hunger, a seed of hunger. All it needs to be is a seed. One mustard seed of, of a little bit of taste that I, I can't get the saltiness out of my mouth. I can't ever be quenched by the, by, the, by the presence of God that wants to come to my life. I'm never, never satisfied because, God, you have made me an instrument of your mercy, an instrument of your glory, an instrument of your presence. And that's what he wants to burn inside of us. Okay, because I'm, I'm really getting good now. I'm feeling it. <laughs> Chapter 3, moreover, he said to me, son of man, eat. Eat what you find. What are you finding? Eat this scroll. Jump back to chapter 2, verse 8. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you. Don't be rebellious like the rebellious house. All right, I'm going to be strong for a second, right? And then I'll go back to the goodness. But there's a reality, right, that I realize that I'm really stubborn. I'll just talk. I'll preach to myself tonight, Okay. I'm stubborn. I can be stubborn. I don't want to move when God says move. I don't want to reconcile when God says reconcile. Listen, you better put all that away. Every one of us, every, every one of us, I don't need to be right. You don't need to be right. God's right. <laughs> I feel weight on that. God is right. And he, he wants us to live in this place of complete freedom, not rebellion, Come on, I'm talking to the church tonight. We're in a place God loves you, but he's looking for our hearts to be totally, totally given over to like, God, any place in me, just come in. And, and it's not about weird introspection. It's about just being plain before him. Come on, if there's any wicked way in me, will you come in, Lord, and just come in and just speak to me? Because he says this, he says this right after this. Don't be like the rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. <laughs> the Lord wants to give us something pure, something good, something incredible for this hour. And he's saying this to us. Listen, just put aside the stuff that holds you back. Put, aside, put it aside. Get rid of it. Actually kill it. Deny yourself and come forward. Just come into the place where I'm calling you. Step up so that I can speak to you, so that there's a scroll that I want to give you that you begin to eat. Come on, we're back to eating. He wants to give us provision, yes. He wants to release the daily bread to us, yes. He wants to release strong meat to us, yes. But he wants to release to us the word of the Lord in strength and the reality and the tangible part of it that we chew on, that we take into our mouths, that it tastes like honey, but when it gets down here, it's bitter. We don't want to do it, but God wants to release it through you. Now when I looked, there was a hand. Everyone say hand. 
When I looked, there was a hand stretched out to me, and behold, the scroll of a book was in it. And he spread it before me. Now, come on. God wants to spread. He wants to open up things. Listen, there's a scroll in heaven that has everything that's said about you and all your plans. Do you want to look at it? I want to look at it. But there's a reality that God, listen, I've been in encounters where I've seen the Lord open scrolls on the table and say, come here. Would you look a little closer? And then as I'm looking, it starts fuzzing out. and And he said, why? Because your heart's not pure. Come on, you can smile. It's okay. It's just me. He's speaking to me. Your heart's not pure. So that's why you can't see the words I have for you right now. Oh, that means I have to do something. Yes, repent. That's all I have to do is repent. Repentance is a free gift I get so that I can be clean and pure before the Lord. But that's a bad word in church lately. It's no, no, no. If my people who are called by my name, sounds like a good meeting, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for a generation whose face, we just seek the face of God. And when he blows open the scrolls, we can read everything that's on there. We don't have to worry about what's on there. We don't even, we're not even intimidated by the assignment that's on there. Okay. Then he spread it out before me, and the writing was on the inside and on the outside. The inside and on the outside. Why the inside? The inside is what he wants to take care of in the inner man. The inside is what he wants to do on the inside of you. It's all the things that he's written for you on the inside. On the inside, the things that other people don't even necessarily need to see. It's the things, it's the inside information that the creator gave to you that not everyone needs to know. But the, the Holy Spirit says here, and I've got the outside written. And everyone can read this because you are, you are a vessel. You are a, a actual, you're an epistle spoken. You're, a, you're an epistle written before men so that people can see. See who you are and what I've called you to do. Not so that you can be some blown up uh, celebrity or something like that or, or known as far as men know you, but so that heaven can read what you say. And then when you walk in and demons see you, they read the inside and the outside and there's nothing that can happen. why he says what's written with lamentations, mournings, and woes. I don't think, I don't, personally, I don't think a nice, light, happy, cheery little thing is going to come to this generation. I personally think that the weight of what God has for a generation. Listen, he has so much he wants to do in this generation. It is never-ending. He's the everlasting God. He doesn't stop. He doesn't stop with the flow of what he wants to do. He won't ever quit. He won't ever give up on you. But there's a power that he wants to be released, and it will be released in the lamentations and the woes and the the things. Who was worthy to open the seal? Only one. Only one was worthy to open the seal. It was Jesus Christ that was the one that was worthy to open the seals.
He said, moreover, chapter 3, moreover, he said to me, son of, son of man, eat what you find. <laughs> eat what I find. Oh, I just had a funny thought. Some of the things I don't want to see. <laughs> Some of the things God has for you, you might not even like, be, right? You'd be like, what is that? God, how could you have called me to that? That doesn't look like anything like I thought because his thoughts aren't your thoughts and his ways aren't your ways. And there's no way to understand or know God unless I just continue to get in his presence and bathe and bask and dine with him. I want to feed you, he says. I want to give you things. I want, to, I want you to dine in. I want you to dine in house. I want to give you things that you've not understood or known in the past. And I'm going to open it up for you in this hour says, go and speak to the house of Israel. There you go. You go preach to the church. Mercy. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that scroll. This is what I was talking about. Like, I feel that weight right there, right there. I feel it in the room right now. Sometimes I just got to slow down. But when the weightiness and the heaviness, right, when he caused me to eat, that means I couldn't do anything else other than eat what he was going to give me. <laughs> I'm telling you, and don't be afraid to eat all of what God's going to give you tonight. God wants to give you something tonight, and he wants you to ingest it. He wants you to take it. It may taste like honey when you leave this place, but maybe later it'll be a little bitter on the inside. But I'm telling you tonight that there's a, there's a, there's a power, there's the hand of the Lord that wants to come on you. Wants to come on you. Then he said this, the son of man, feed your belly. It's not. It's feed your belly, feed your spirit, man, not feed your flesh. Feed your belly and fill your stomach with this scroll I give you. So I ate it, and it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. And then he gives him more instruction on what to do. And then I'm just going to jump over to 14. It says, and the spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went in bitterness and in heat, in the heat of my spirit. But the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. Everyone say, the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. You want the hand of the Lord strong upon you. You want him strong upon you. I have the Holy Ghost. I know you have the Holy Ghost. But the Spirit of God, the heaviness, the weightiness, the presence of God that's coming on a body will equip you to do things that you weren't able to do if you just take things so lightly. It's so light. It's so light. And I believe his burden is easy. And I believe his burden is light. But there's certain things that God wants to drop in your heart that you're going to carry. That God's going to give you to carry. The weight of who he is. Listen, I've been in meetings where I can't get up. Like literally, sitting like that, and I can't get up. 
It's like God sitting on my lap. It's the glory is so thick. What would happen if God did that tonight and we were frozen, couldn't get out of here? Come on, never mind locking the door, guys. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Are you ready for that? Just shake your head no, because I'm not. I don't think I am. I want to be. I'm asking to be. I want to be. Are we ready for that? Are you ready for that? Oh, that's Old Testament problem. No, it's not. I promise you. When God begins to show up in meetings like he wants to, it's not. He'll be on us. And the weight of God will be on us. And I won't be checking my watch to see when I got to leave. I won't be checking when, when I have to go to the bathroom. I won't be checking, if it, is it a break now or what's happening? Can I, can I do something? No, you're going to be in travail. And the presence of God's going to be on you. And you won't be able to move. And you'll be stuck. Everyone say stuck. Mariah Woodworth Edward used to, Edder used to get stuck because the glory was on her. Hours. Hours and hours. I'm telling you, stuck and people repenting all around her, not saying a word. We don't need this. I... <laughs> God wants to show up like that in this generation. And if it was that strong then, what is it going to look like now? Because the glory is only getting stronger. The presence of God, the, the increase of his kingdom is only coming in a stronger way. We're not going to be, you're not going to be able to stand. <laughs> right? It said Elijah was standing in the presence of God. Good luck. He wants to come in in all strength. You wake, look at your neighbor and say, I'm fully awake. I know no one's sleeping. I'm only teasing. And then I just blew my mind. It says, then I came to the captives at Tel Abib who dwelt by the river Chabar. Right? He was taken up and then he was brought back. Right? It says, I sat where they sat and I remained there astonished among them seven days. I'm telling you, you have an encounter with glory tornadoes like that. You ain't coming out too quick. I'm making light, but the reality is God wants to wreck you. I mean, I'll take the snots and all that, I guess, but I, I don't like that. I like to be composed. I don't like, and I'm not even repentant of nothing. I'm just feeling like God, God, help me. Like mercy. I'm telling you. It's just what I feel. It's like I, it, you just get in the presence of God. That's immediately what I do. I just want to cry. I just want to weep. And then I say, God, don't ever go. Don't leave. Don't ever leave. No, come stronger. Are we saying that? When we're in a vulnerable place. Everyone say vulnerable. Because the Lord wants you to be stripped so you're clear and nothing can get in. He wants you to be vulnerable. And all the things that hold you back, held you back in the past, he's saying get rid of it. So you can lay before me. And when you come into that place, I am going to come on, stand and move and come upon you in a strong, strong way. Good. We want to be vulnerable. We want to be wide open. I want to be open so that he can write the scroll inside of me. Come on, tattoo me on the inside, Jesus. 
Habakkuk. See, Jesus is looking to lead us into this full encounter with him because of the strong hand of the Lord upon us. The strong hand of the Lord upon us. And Habakkuk 3, 3 and 4 says, His glory covered the earth, and the earth was full of his praise, and his brightness was like the light, and his ray, he had rays flashing from his, say it, hand. And there his power was. Listen, you want to be under the hand of God. I said this to someone last week. I, you know, John Paul used to say the same thing. I'm thankful. I'm thankful I'm on a short leash. I'm thankful that the Lord can just grab me by the scruff of my neck and pull me back. Because when you get a long leash, you're just all over the place. And God, you, some of you don't want God to get you. You just let, you like the long leash. You got like one of those, you know, button leashes that you take off. You know, you like that. No, God wants to pull you in. <laughs> Come on, everyone okay? It's okay. It's okay. God wants you more than you want him. Just admit it. It's, that's the first thing I need to admit is that God wants me more than I want him. That's not to make us feel bad. Oh, I'm no filthy, rotten sinner. No, you're not. It's God wants you more than he ever, than you ever thought you'd want him. And that's where I'm trying to reverse it. God, let me desire you. In such a way, let the strong hand of the Lord come upon me so that all I desire is him. All I want is more of him. When I leave here, I go, I want to pray. I don't want to eat. I don't want to do anything. I just want more of him. I don't want to get stuck in a rit ritual where I come into church and I leave the same and I go home and I'm just going back to normal. Whatever normal is. Whatever today's normal is. Right? But it says that his his hand, there was the power that was released. And it's the day, can I declare to you tonight, that it's the day of God's power. It's the day of God's hand coming upon you. It's the day. Today's the day. What, what would happen, listen, if we get into a crowd, listen, I want to go, <laughs> I just want to see people come to Jesus. I'm really getting, I'm, it's, yeah. I just want to see more people come to Christ. And it's not by holding a big crusade or anything like that. It's like, come on. When the hand of God is on you, people are drawn. It's not in condemnation. Listen, you don't come with a spirit of condemnation judging people. You come with the love of God. But when you carry the presence, people know. When you carry God, people know. They know the difference than me just preaching to them, me just telling them what they need to do, me just kind of trying to get them into a line again. God wants you to be in a place where the Holy Spirit is so invaded, you are possessed by Jesus. Jesus. Today's the day of God's power. And Acts 4, verse 30 said, He stretched forth His hands to heal and performed signs and wonders through the name of of your holy servant, Jesus. Listen, this is, this is where we live right now, right? Through the hands of the apostles, they brought the sick, right? And sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, they were all healed. I want to bring us back to an understanding that, listen, God said this. Jesus said this. He said, I come to set the world on fire. And I wish that it were already happening. And what does he say in that? He, he's, re, he's actually giving us a, a picture because he says, listen, 
It may, I, I come to bring a sword. I come to bring a, a sword. I, I'll, break, I'll break families if I have to. He said, but you must follow me, and I'm bringing fire. And what I'm bringing is the fire of the Holy Spirit in this hour, and nothing will stop what he's doing because the strong hand, what happened when the hand of the Lord came in the book of Acts? It came to a people. It came to a people. It came to a people that were in one accord in one place. And I just want to encourage us tonight. And Tori, maybe you help me now. But there's a reality that his hand is upon us right now in this hour. And there's a release of the Holy Spirit for you tonight. That means, listen, don't be afraid. <laughs> I'm saying don't be afraid. Because God... Himself. When we're vulnerable, when we're open, when we're ready, listen, the strong hand of the Lord wants to come and remove everything. He wants to just take it and wipe it clean. Come on, the blood of Jesus covered everything in your life. But sometimes we hold on. There's a, there's a resilience in our inner man to hold on to things that don't belong to us. Things that we've already given up. Things that we've already let go. And I'm saying tonight, God wants to come and release scrolls. He wants to bring substance to you tonight in ways that he didn't before. I'm telling you the spirit of the Lord is going to come in strength tonight. Stand with me because I'm going to preach to you for a second. And there's a divine release come on just posture yourself towards heaven right now because I really feel like something listen it's been open and clear here all night all night all night. It's been good. Last two weeks have been a fight. Sometimes it's just a fight. Tonight, no fight. It's good. It's good. I want you to just focus on Jesus right now. Just close your eyes. Even look. I'm going to speak some words to you. But I'm, I'm going to invite you up because I, I feel like God wants to bring you into a whole new place of not only God's provision and understanding what he's about to give you. Some of you need to get, God wants to give you a download tonight. Tonight, God wants to release a download to you. He wants to, he wants to load you up. There's a download that's being released from heaven, and he's going to stick it right in you, and you're going to upload it just like that. You're going to know things you didn't know before. Come on, do you believe that? I'm telling you, God wants to give us this perspective of the eternal realm that's not, it's not, it's not like we think. There's something he wants to do. He wants to upload with no viruses. Ways inside of you you never understood. Some of you struggle to read the Bible. It's going to be broken tonight. It's just going to be a broken thing. God will smash it if you just give it to him. Because it's not your ability. It's his ability to do it. And some of us are just scattered. And God wants to break that. You've got no attention span at all. 
and God wants to zoom you in on him. I'm telling you, I'm just calling things out. Listen, the Spirit of God wants to bring us into a place where we're completely in yield, in yield. Yes, submissive to the Spirit. Submissive. I like that word. God, I want to submit my whole life to you. I want to submit everything in me to you. And listen, just get ready. If God's even touching you right now, just come forward because I know God's ministering to people right now. And don't be afraid of your first time, doesn't matter. Just come, just come, just come. There's a reality of what God wants to do. Some of you, God, God's going to remove you from the place you've been, even, even, the, even the trajectory, and move you into a different place. He wants to just move you into a different place. And the desire of all nations wants to come and invade you. you got to move towards him. And I'm just going to even say this. Like tonight, if you're hesitant because you're like, uh, uh, God, just move. Just move. You want to go, but people around you aren't moving. God wants to move you into, into a position so that he'll touch you. Because sometimes we got to get out of our normal circumstances and around this it's the same, the same, the same, the same. And God wants to bring us into a place where the, everything, everything's brand new. Every time you come before him, he wants to bring a new realm, a new vision of himself, a new place where we've not seen him before. That's why every time those creatures go before him and say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. It's because there's a new revelation of holiness. There's a new revelation revelation of worthy. There's a new revelation of who he is. I'm telling you tonight, God wants to break open and sustain you. Just lift your hands now, everyone in the room. So God, we thank you. We're asking for the strong hand of the Lord. Go ahead, say it out of your mouth. Lord, I want your strong hand on me. Lord, I just erupt, not even, just, just begin to say that to him. Over, Lord, we want your strong hand. Lord, I desire your hand on my life. Lord, I want your strong hand. No, it's not a hand of discipline. It's a, it's a hand of anointing. It's a hand of power. It's a hand that empowers me to do things I haven't done before. It empowers me to step into new, new realms with you, God. And so, Holy Spirit, we're asking right now for every person in this place that you touch, that you release this strong hand of the Lord tonight. Lord, I thank you for a whole new place where we're going to dine with you. Because really, that's where all of this flows from. He's bringing you to a table where you dine with him, where you become engrossed with who he is across the table. You see him. You see Jesus. And only Jesus. You see Jesus. Come on, keep your hands up. Begin to pray in the spirit. Don't just, chip up. Don't just check out on me. I know people are checking out.
<laughs> Some of it's putting our flesh into subjection. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. When God gets a hold of us, our flesh will be in check and our spirit will be so alive. None of this stuff that comes on us to kind of calm us down and, oh, he's just talking more. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. God, come. Will you come? Will you come, Lord Jesus? Jesus, come and just begin to cry out. The spirit and the bride say, come. The spirit and the bride say, come. That means the spirit inside of you and the bride begin to say, come. Come, come, come. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Because it's not even about me or anyone else in this place laying hands or prophesying over you. God wants to download to you something brand new right now. Shaka Rebekete. Lord, we say, come. We say, come, Lord Jesus. We say, come, Lord Jesus. Come on. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Come on. Lord Jesus.